Okay, on the count of three, everyone say their favorite video game. One, two, Link, Link to, to the, the past. past. Okay, okay, okay. What's the best game console of all time? One, two, Nintendo, Nintendo Virtual, Virtual Boy. Boy. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Name the greatest lead character in gaming history. One, two, Gex, Gex the, the Gecko. What? Do we just become best friends? Yep. yep. Do you guys want to go do some karate in the garage? Yep. yep. All right. I'll grab the nunchucks. Link, Link to, to the, the past. past. Welcome back to another edition of the Karate in the Garage podcast. I'm your host, Mason Merrill. And today on the podcast, we're playing Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo, as opposed to its sequel, Linked into the Past, where Gannon is an IT manager with 30 plus years of experience trying to reconnect with his old college friends and maybe even advance his career late in the game. <laughs> Joining me today is my co-host, Weston Toth. How's it going, man? Hey, man. So the question is, is like, was Ganon like pig Ganon in, in high school or college or like when did he, you know, he's, he's got a couple different forms. So who is LinkedIn yeah. Darren? No, see, he was pig Ganon in high school and college because he played football. Okay. Oh, so he true. Was a, he, and he was an offensive lineman. And then later in the year, he started getting healthy, you know, as you do when you get into corporate America and, you know, just uh, riding his Peloton all day long. And um, he sl- he slumped he's, up. he's, he's yeah, he's slimmed up, but he's still buff, you know. So he, True. you know, he's he might be even vying for like the the elderly version of the Bachelor or something like that, you know. Oh man, I know. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing is like, foot, not all like it depends on what position you play in football, right? I mean, because some yeah, of these no- football players are just in tip top shape, and other ones are just eating. Like if they're like an offensive lineman, you're just, I mean, you're powerful, but you're not in good shape, right? Yeah, definitely. And Gannon was, was the offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. What's going on? How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. This is uh, one of the first days in or weeks in the year where I ha- kind of had a little bit more of a chiller yesterday and today. Actually just came in from laying in our little kiddie pool in our backyard with my wife, just chilling out, listening to some music. And um, nice. yeah, I mean, man, what a good day. And a good week for for video games. Enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Um, I uh, have spent the last two weeks playing it to its very end, so I've finally beat it the other night. So I'm really prepared to talk about this one. But um, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. So we've been putting some videos out on our YouTube. Check that out. Been opening some Pokemon cards. Yeah, exactly. Really, um, it was. It's been really fun. It's something that I've wanted to do for a while, but we. You know, thankfully enough, I put the idea out to, you know, you guys and, you know, you've, you and me have both put out videos now and, and you're, you know, and I think Aaron will as well at some point, but it's just, um, man, open, uh, opening Pokemon cards really gives you fun, uh, entertainment. And so we're, we're doing that a little bit on, on the KITG podcast, um, YouTube channel. So go over there if you're into Pokemon cards or just want to get some good reactions and see what we pull. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal right now, opening Pokemon cards, and it gets really addictive, too. I'm like, I've got eight more videos scheduled out here with the stock that I've got, and I'm sure I'll have more coming as well, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking to do some fun things over there. No, it it really, it's literally like playing the stock market or like gambling for for adults. I mean, I'm (laughs) sorry, for children. But yeah. we're we're adults and we're still doing it, and I still feel like the same rush that like we played the lottery and won every time I hit like a really big card. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. 
it's, yeah, I mean, you got, I think I, what's, what's cool is too, is you have eight videos uh, worth coming out. And then once my, um, the new set dropped, I think, or it's supposed to drop yesterday. And then I have two complete filled booster boxes coming to my house that are being shipped. Um, I pre-ordered them. So I'll have, I'll have a uh, two thirty-six complete booster boxes that we're going to open on the channel too. So it's going to be, oh, it's going to be lit. And there's some good cards on this new set. There's, yeah. they, they actually, they have, um, I have like an incredible like Charizard. They have like some sick secret rares. Um, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be really, really fun coming up here soon. Yeah. Have you pulled any secret rares yet? So I've, not... or not secret ultra rare, sorry. Ultra rare. So yes, I've pulled, um, full out, a couple full art ultra rares, but I've, I've never pulled nice. a secret rare, um, which is basically, it's very similar to a ultra rare, except it's a rainbow edition. And that's just kind of like the creme de la creme to pull. Yeah. But yeah, full, uh, full art, uh, ultra rares. I've pulled quite a few of them. Cool. Yeah. I've got uh, a couple myself. Um, but yeah, I'm still, obviously, we're always going to be looking for those secret rares. <laughs> yeah, because, and th there's a difference too, because I I'm sure you know, is like, there's, there's uh, reverse holographics, there's holographics, yeah. which are, I mean, obviously rare, but you have a chance of getting one every pack. And then there's what's called like GX cards or like, um, yeah, that, those would be, th I guess those would be called like ultra rares. But then there's, there's full art ultra rares which is even more like they're textured that, that's how you'll know is there yeah. it's a full art card so the the artwork is big and it's textured and then then there's secret rares which are is a full art version of that but it's a rainbow rare so it's like the, the yeah. card is just instead of being colored it's just like it's kind of rainbow it's just really cool i've never pulled one of those and i've gone through a like a quite a number of packs thus far so they must be really really rare i think since i bought a booster box it's not guaranteed but pretty much there should be one secret rare in each booster box, um, every, you know, 36 cards or whatever. So 36 packs. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's I'm, awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to flip out if you pull that secret rare on the channel. <laughs> oh, I, oh no, we're, I mean, I'm going to be recording every pack of, um, every opening of, of those packs. So I believe me, I'm going to be dying. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. great. I'm, 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 I'm literally getting excited right now. Like I have some, some packs sitting right next to me and I'm just like, Oh God, I want to open them right now, but I can't got to gotta wait for the video yeah for sure yeah so yeah head over there look at look at all that stuff we got going on i uh i did an iron man review as well uh iron man vr we're going to talk about that a little bit on the podcast today but nice. for some more in depth and some gameplay on that uh look look at look that up and then also i've got some other uh stuff in the works besides just some pokemon cards so we're trying to expand the universe and have some more fun on different platforms yep exactly yeah we're going to be doing just more and more i think content in general um i actually streamed for the first time on twitch.tv um slash street fox pk that's my username oh, cool. uh, on our account but i think that we may just you know we kind of talked about it this week of just combining all of our efforts um and just having a one-stop shop in ktg so i think I'll, I'll have to get that set up and just i think we're just going to start doing that but i uh yeah first stream i did in a long time i had it set up because i did my card openings and i just streamed um some games that you know we were playing so uh yeah i mean Definitely go follow us nice. over there, and then you'll get a, a notification when we go live and come hang out. We'll just chat it up. Awesome, man. That's that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll filter all that to YouTube and everything too. So cool. But for today, uh, the long-awaited link to the past is what we are discussing. So um, just kind of uh, the some a little bit of a rundown on this game itself. Um, it is 
developed by Nintendo Enter- Entertainment, and it is the second in the series of the Zelda series. And I know I'm going to let Weston talk a lot on this one because he is a huge Zelda fan. This is actually my first full playthrough of Link to the Past, so um, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting for me. Wait, this is your this is your first one like ever? Full playthrough of a Zelda game, yeah. Wait, like just any Zelda game? Yep. Oh yep. wow. Wow. So yeah, I mean, I've played I've played them all. Don't get me wrong. I played Twilight Princess. All right, no, actually, I did beat Wind Wind Waker, but I don't think that one really counts in the main line of Zelda. You know, the funniest thing is that's the only game I haven't beaten all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And I really liked Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that's the only one that I haven't. No, that's not true. I think I'm missing another one. Um, I played Skyward Sword, the one on. Uh, we and but I didn't play it all the way through, um, just beginning to end. I, we played mostly through it, but my <clears throat> the problem is at that point, uh, me and my my best friend slash brother besides you, he he played it as well, so we were just playing it together. So I guess you could ca- kind of call it, like say that we yeah we played through it together, or I played it, but I just didn't like myself beat it from beginning to end. Um, yeah, but that's yeah. that's awesome. The- this this one was a good one to start out on. Oh yeah, um, it definitely was uh, really fun. Um, April, it came out in April third of nineteen ninety two, which I didn't realize how early in the um, Super Nintendo run this game was. But uh, but yeah, developed by Nintendo, and the designer was Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, which he did a lot of Nintendo games at the time. We've talked about him a little bit about on this mm-hmm. podcast through some games and stuff. But basically, it was your basic adventure game, um, kind of RPG, but kind of not at the same time. Um, it didn't it didn't have it was uh it wasn't like a like your turn based type in rpg uh kind of thing it was more of just adventure fight what you see um on the screen and just uh dungeon uh based puzzle game yep exactly i think that's a great way to describe it because it was it's just like what's considered an action or straight up adventure game as most of the other ones are um is they're just considered because and and the cool thing about this it was one of the first like quote unquote um, or at least in my memory, is like a, actually like an open world. Even though there was a progression that you're supposed to follow, like in all the games, um, and but there still was like you could kind of pretty much walk around most places and just find, you know, like I I remember when I first played this game in probably 1995, like when I was six or or maybe 1996, when I was like five six years old. I just would wander around, and then you could wander in a place that that was like too powerful, or you didn't have like the stats for, and it, they were really hard or but it it was pretty like quote unquote open world, even though there was like a, a strict progression that you had to follow because there was, you know, there was some gates where you had to have different items or like heart pieces to be able to proceed through. But it was, um, it, it actually felt relatively big. At least it did back then. And even now, like um, it was, it, it, it wasn't a small game, especially by Super Nintendo standards. Yeah. No, um, not at all. It, I, I, th- I thought the world itself, um, kind of getting into the presentation of the game, the world itself was big enough. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a Final Fantasy world. It was, um, you know, pretty condensed where you could get across and back and forth um, to it. But the dungeons were really in depth, you know, which was um, really cool to me. And it was, it was a lot to figure out too, you know, in the puzzle version of it almost felt like a like the original version of like uh escape rooms you know <laughs> um in a lot of it yeah it um yeah that, that's actually a good way to think about it i never thought about that um 
Yeah, it's it, the cool thing about like these games, or at least this game to me, is it had a bit of everything. Like it, it had a lot of um, weapons and um, items, which was really nice. And then you were you'd run around like the gameplay itself was pretty good, but it wasn't more. It was less about like the actual fighting and more about like the puzzle solving and using your brain. And yeah, like kind of like escape rooms because there's a lot of rooms where you'd go into. And there would be a button or you'd have to like kill a number of enemies and then pr place a bomb somewhere or move like a item, um, like push a, a, a certain like door, a certain, I'm sorry, a, like a little, yeah, like a door or like a, a, a beam a certain way. And then it would open to the next, like the door would open or you'd find the key. So it was, you're right. It's very much escape room-ish. Um, yeah. Even though you were battling along the way, I don't think that like combat was even necessarily the most, like the biggest part of this game to me. No, no, it was more just finding the right path of going through the maze of the dungeon and um, getting the right key to go in the door and um, opening the do the doors in the right succession as mm -hmm. well. And um, like you could have you could get one key and continue on to get to the boss, but you didn't use the other key. You didn't pick up the other keys to pick up like the compass and the map and uh, things like that. So there were kind of cut throughs um, where you didn't have to like do some extra stuff in the dungeons, but um Usually, I think I did all of that and beat the dungeons to their fullest. So, got the fullest experience. The fullest experience you could have. Um, so, basically, the story though is that um, uh, you start out your is Link, and you are sleeping in your bed, and you hear this um, telepathic call from Princess Zelda, who is captured in Hyrule Castle. And so, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you run there, and uh, your who, who was it? Your uncle meets you and he's like don't go into the ca into the castle uh but here's a sword and shield <laughs> to get you on your adventure so uh you go in there and you capture uh, and you uh, rescue zelda taking her back to the sanctuary where the priest is telling link that he needs to uh that about the sorcerer at, um what was his name oh i don't uh, even know it's sorry uh let me find it a agonim yeah. Uh, the and he is uh, conspiring to take over Hyrule Castle, and um, get these. And he's been doing experiments on these seven uh, different maidens that he's that he's transferred to the Dark World. So, but in order to beat him, you have to achieve the Master Sword uh, by collecting the sacred the pendants of virtue. So that's kind of the first half of the game where it starts and you go into the different, um, the, the three different dungeons, collect those pendants of virtue. You're worthy of the master sword at that point, And then you go and fight, have your first battle with Aghanim. Right. And from there you beat him and, um, you end up going to the dark world and, uh, uh that, which is a, uh, realm that used to be known as a sacred realm, realm, but Ganondorf had inhabited it and totally turned it on its head and into the dark world. Right, exactly. Yep, and then you go on to beat the seven dungeons there into Ganon's dungeon, only to lead you to the middle of the pyramid in the dark world where you end up with your final battle with Ganon, beat him, rescue the princess. All is done. All is well. <laughs> and that, I'm not gonna lie, that was a pretty good roundup of the entire game. Like, there was a lot. I mean, this game was pretty uh, a lot. And but but the one thing just I want to add to that is um, just the story in general. Is this is is this is a prequel to the original Zelda and Zelda Two, um, like Zelda, the Legend of Zelda and Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. And this is this is like within it's it says here this is within the official chrono 
the timeline is the first game in the in the Heroes Defeated timeline that connects to an alternate reality scenario that the Hero of Time, which is Link, by the way, does not succeed in Ocarina of Time. So this was all, all these games like come like uh kind of come together, but this is just like the Dark World and like in this other uh period is this is kind of like a prequel where um this is like a different timeline because they don't all technically flow together. Yeah, in every game, so that's just. Yeah, it, it would get a little confusing if you don't just kind of say that there, out there because you, you, normally in most Zelda games, it's always about, and just like even Wind Waker, um, like Wind Waker, it's just basically like Ganondorf is back and you have to, or Ganon or Ganondorf, and you have to defeat him. Like, and he has the Triforce, he takes over and he's basically trying to spread darkness or, you know, in like Twilight Princess, Twilight or whatever, darkness all over the world and you have to beat him. Zelda's the one who's... um who like basically like he's she's always captured at some point um, yeah and then but she you have to use her because she's um one of the only ones that can use the triforce power as well yeah definitely but, it's kind of like a yeah i would say it's kind of like a mix between like a final fantasy type um scenario and uh how mario's format is where bowser captures the princess you have to save the princess and uh but in in the final fantasy vein it's not different characters every time it's a different story but same characters over and over again and they've done it in such a unique way that um it makes the games really fun and interesting yeah exactly it's um there are timelines that flow together from one of these games to the next but all of them basically have you know the the hero or the hero of time as he's called in like ocarina of time which is link and then Zelda, yeah. which is the one, like, she's she's the princess of Hyrule, and she also has the, she can use, like, the Triforce power, and, like, for her willing. And then Ganon, who is always able to somehow get the Triforce and spread darkness or use, you know, use it to, to like, wreak havoc throughout the land. So you, your entire thing is is gathering different powers or orbs or whatever, and then going to defeat Ganon and then getting the Triforce back to him to restore peace. That's, like, pretty much always the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, it, starting with um, Ocarina of Time, Ganondorf was really the main bad guy. But in this game, he was almost like the hidden main antagonist yeah. of the game because mm -hmm. because Aghanim was the guy who was doing all the work on the front of it, but it was really all leading back to Ganon in the Dark World. So um, that was kind of interesting. And I remember that kind of like it, watching friends play this as, as a kid and seeing the ending and being like, oh, we're who's this Ganon guy all of a sudden? You know, this big giant pig did agonim turn into ganon like what happened here you know and it was it's actually a different character he was just overruling the whole thing so yeah exactly and and even in other ones that aren't like ganon focused um ganon pretty much always shows up at the end and he's like has something to do with it I, i'm pretty sure he's yeah. in every or like maybe 90 percent of all of the legend of zelda yeah. i think the only one maybe is majora's mask potentially uh yeah i'm not sure yeah, but I mean, all the, um, like he's he's just a like he's even if like there's another bad guy that like is is focused on at some point, like Ganon always ends up showing up. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, this game, it, it it as far as like kind of the gameplay itself, the combat system and things like that, you're running around with the sword, you're collecting all these items to help you along in your adventure, um. You start with the um, just the fighter sword. Obviously, you get the master sword, and then throughout the game, you get the master sword level two, which is the tempered sword. And then at the very end of the game, you can um, in the pyramid. There's a a fountain that you blow up the wall with the uh, ma the master bomb, or 
uh, the super bomb and you can get the golden sword. So that's the evolution of the swords. And uh, each, obviously each sword is stronger as you go. And then you upgrade your shield. You have the fighter shield to the red shield to the mirror shield at the very end, uh, which just helps you reflect things. Um, and then your clothes change. You got the green to the blue mail to the red mail. Yeah, so you have all these items that kind of help you out through all the dungeons that make things easier as you go along the game. Um, and the medallions obviously help you get into different um, dungeons and things like that. So um, as far as the gameplay goes, though, how did you feel? Was it pretty smooth to you or was it like uh, awkward at points or just overall? Yeah, um, it's pretty smooth overall. But I think the one thing that th this is like a problem... Um up until like I, I don't i'm trying to think like what game solved this probably just when it went to like probably ocarina of time for me is i i don't like how like when you were trying to hit enemies like when you hit them they would go back but you couldn't move and swing your sword at the same time which is like that's true it was just yeah, real, yeah I, I i didn't really love that because the enemies would move right they'd be moving and if they hit you or jumped on you you would be hurt but you couldn't move and like swing your sword at the same time so and a lot of the like a lot of times when you'd hit an enemy they would be pushed back so you actually had to like 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 swing your sword move swing your sword move and it, and then if multiple enemies were moving at the same time it kind of made you like early it made me feel like that i was planted every time i swung my sword and then especially if there was like a couple of enemies coming at me from different uh different ways it wasn't like the easiest thing to 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 like fight one or move and then switch like which side my sword was at i didn't i didn't love that and i've never loved that it's just one of, but it's one of the things that they just had for these first couple of games um but like to go along with that the like the items like for instance like the boomerang felt really good or like using your bow and arrow all you had to do like because that and bow and arrow makes sense like if you pick up like a like a, a different whatever whichever way you want to shoot and yeah you know like almost like you'd have to like plant your feet to like pull your bow back like that make that 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 felt fine for some reason or the boomerang like you could like throw it and then it would like go out and come back to you so you could like get rupees and stuff like that that felt really good as well but just having the ability to use the and it and it became less of a problem when you got the the better sword because it would have like a little bit of um it had like the the like when you sliced it it would go out with like a little bit of magical power the beam the yeah. beam yeah or yeah yeah just the like you said if you had full life that would shoot that uh projectile that wasn't as strong as your sword but could beat up the enemies and you could shoot it over and over again right. as you were running exactly so you could you could hit him once and then just like start slashing the air and it would be it would be going out so it, that felt a little bit better but it just just in the the pure honesty sense of the gameplay that was like I just didn't like that because it made it made it feel awkward when you like you were constantly pushing back enemies, having to run towards them as as people are they're running towards you, and if you mistimed it, you just it just got kind of be annoying at certain points, especially when you didn't have that much health um, in the beginning. Like I didn't like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and I agree with that. It's funny because I thought the projectiles, like you said, in this game were done really well. The hook yeah. shot the boomerang the arrows the bombs even you know throwing the bombs that i thought that was pretty smooth and could get you out of a lot of tight situations but i definitely understand what you're talking about when you say the close combat was a little bit uh more annoying like you said especially in the beginning where you didn't have that life you know as you started collecting those heart pieces your life filled up pretty quick which was nice and um eventually um you know as the evolution of the game went you just became like super strong which was awesome yeah as it should be right and that's that's awesome yeah especially because if you if you took a little time to do some of this like just explore you would find heart pieces 
Like just, it, you know, if you said, oh, if, you know, because there's, for instance, like the bomb, you could place it on any sort of cracked wall. And if you're just running uh-huh. around, you would just randomly see a cracked wall and you'd be like, oh, what's in here? And it would always be like rupees or uh, like some bombs and arrows or just like things uh, that you would, that would be perishable. And then also yeah. it would be, um, there would be heart containers. So if you just went out of your way, like you, and you, once you had like 10 or so hearts, it felt that if it wasn't as much of a problem, but in the beginning when you had three hearts and you're trying to get through the first or four hearts or so trying to get through the first dungeon or two, it was like, Oh, this is annoying. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that for sure. But, um, that's where the game really started to open up for me was like, and I think I had attempted back in the day to play link to the past. And it was just so annoying because I kept dying you know, not having a whole lot of life. But when the when you really started to collect those, that's where the game opened up to me. I'm like, oh, this is really fun, you know? Totally. And, you know, there wasn't a leveling system in this game, but your equipment was basically your leveling system, right? Exactly. So um, each time you got the, you know, leveled up your glove or your you got the Pegasus shoes or the flippers or the mail or the different swords, you would become just so much more powerful, which really helped you. Um you know, at the end of this game, because it's like, uh, in Ganon's tower, you end up, um, fighting the three, uh, you, you end up finding the three original bosses when you're collecting the pendants, uh, again in that tower, but you have the mirror shield and the master sword at that point, And they're just a couple hacks and they're all gone. But so at true. first, when, when you're first fighting them, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh man, these guys, that was a tough battle, you know, in sure. the first three there. But as you, uh, uh, evolve you know going through you know especially at the end of the game you're like oh man this was pretty easy you know it was just like knock him off no big deal and um that was kind of the the mind block for me when i f- saw those first bosses and it first started you know i was like oh i have to fight them all again oh this is gonna this is gonna stink but uh, you know as you started playing you're like oh okay i really see how i've evolved into this really strong person and you you know you just slash through them so yeah i, I especially I, with, I completely agree with this yeah, especially with that first boss, if you had the silver arrows at that point, which you should have, you you could hit him one shot kill. There's six of them, and you just six arrows, and oh. you're done with that boss. Wait, wait, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the the one shot. I, it took me thirty arrows. <laughs> no, it, it, the first boss is what. I, or oh, like yeah, when oh, you oh, fight you, him in Ganon's tower. Yeah, when you're in Ganon's tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking about the first time around. I was like, what? Like I thought you got yeah, the silver no. arrows. Like I don't remember getting him, like. <laughs> Was there some sort of hack that you knew that I didn't? No. Okay. No, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. So it was super hard the first time, right? But the second time, it was like six arrows and they're done. <laughs> yeah. I actually, the first time around when, when you just had like, you know, because I had a full stack of arrows, I think like, or, th- you know, 30 at the time, I used like literally 29 and my like, I had one arrow left and when I beat the boss and I was like, oh my goodness, I was close. But you yeah. know, you're right. After you have the silver ones, like they were just easy peasy. Because they took, I think, five shots each before, and so you're basically five hundred percent stronger with the silver. Arrows. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but um, it was cool. They had a lot of unique uh, type things in this game, like you know, I it was really the the game at points was super fulfilling. Like when you got that master sword, that was the first big tick on the game, right? So you're Very like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. I have the master sword. This is awesome. And then you get that red shield. You toss your, you, uh, you get your flippers from Zora, which is pr- pretty cool. Cause you meet the big, uh, Zora and grants the power of swimming and, you know, kind of that hidden, um, 
area where that rests. And then you swim over to that waterfall, go into the ca- the secret cave, toss your shield in there, toss your, your uh, boomerang in there, and get the upgraded magical boomerang and the red shield, uh, which, you know, for me, that was like super fulfilling. I was like, this is awesome. You know, like y- you really start to feel those type of points in the game where things start shifting. Yeah, it... it- so this is like a side note. This is how all Zelda games are. Is basically the the way that you feel more powerful is through equipment and and through health. I'm and through he- yeah. like how much health you have because this is the same way. Because the last one that I played besides this was um, Breath of the Wild, the one on on Nintendo Switch, which by the way I highly recommend. Um, I played that from start to finish within like a week or whatever and just absolutely crushed it was a phenomenal game but it was the same exact they've, they've taken the same model because you know why it works it feels good yeah every time you get a piece of gear you you feel substantially stronger and in this game like was exactly the same when you did get like the magical boomerang or you got the um you know you ended up getting like like in ganon's tower you got like the red mail um i didn't know like statistically what it was but i'm just looking up here the red mail is the third and final tunic obviously so is the one that you get in ganon's tower it reduces Link's overall damage by seventy five percent. So even though even though you had like um, a lot of health, you were still just yeah. taking less damage from enemies. Seventy five percent from like what you originally started out with. That's a massive increase, and you felt it. It was substantial, even mm-hmm. from like the blue one. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was uh, just a really well done aspect of the game, you know, because C- a lot of times I, I think that's where things kind of get in the weeds with games these days, especially with like leveling systems and things like that you know it's like uh, there's not enough effort put in and then they overdo it and then you're like you just disregard most of that because you can still beat the game without of it you know or at least i do sometimes you know when i'm playing different games but this it was really a vital aspect there was no level point you were looking for it was just like get some health and upgrade your equipment and you're gonna you know you're gonna do well in this game so yeah absolutely. uh yeah i thought that was worth talking about for a little bit there um now just uh Let's see. We talked about the dungeons, the bosses. They were all pretty unique. Um, it, I, you know, I may, like I said, going back to equipment, bosses got easier, and especially some of those in the dark world, like the, you know, boss four and five and six and seven. They were not hard at all. Like I, I think that could have been a little bit more difficult. Um, because those first were just so straight out of the gate difficult. And then, you know, when you're in the dark world, I'm expecting, you you know, some more difficult stuff. And I, the first one was pretty difficult to me, but after that, I kind of just sailed through them. Um, it wasn't much to write home about at that point. Nice. Yeah. It, it, so, <clears throat> which is kind of, again, like, which is kind of very similar to, um, yeah, which it's really similar to even like the way that like new Zelda games play is like the first couple bosses are are more difficult and then as you get like some upgraded powers like for instance in in breath of the wild um if you try to go if you like for instance there's like these ancient beasts and you have to defeat all three of them if you try to do one like one of the harder ones first like you can basically there's a hard road or a not hard road but in the end if you do it like kind of correctly or or in succession of what like how they you know people say to do it or they say to do it like once you get like you start powering up like it's not really that hard it's just and also you're used to the controls you're used to the game if it's supposed to be that way i'm i'm not exactly sure but that kind of just feels like every zelda game in general because you maybe you've you've just been you played it long enough where you just kind of understand what's going to happen and this one was yeah it's 1992 programming they have a set 
you know, they programmed pretty much a lot of these guys to react very similar to, you know, yeah. how you're going to be. So you kind of just expect what's going to happen after what? Because once you get in the dark world, you do one, two, three, four. That seven. It's four bosses into the dark world, or three. The four. Uh, yeah. It, when you're in the dark world, there's seven dungeons. No, no, no. Up seven. until, yeah, because it's the night. Oh, yeah. It's four. the night. Yeah. Uh, Landmola, Mold, yep. uh, Moldworm, and then. Um, the, the sor- yeah, Aghanim, the sorceress, and then all the the dark world ones too. So, yeah, yep. but I mean that's like a good chunk of the game. Like that's let's just say like forty percent of the game that you've already played. So you kind of and you're more powerful. So I don't know, it's okay. Yeah, no, it it uh, you know, I think where the real difficulty came with these games is uh, just the just the finding your way, you know, through these dungeons and getting to those points, you know, finding that big key. Uh, getting the items within the dungeons and things like that too so um i think little more focus on making the bosses harder for me but i wasn't i I still wasn't mad about it because i was like oh okay moving on to the next one i just spent all this work on the dungeon the boss was just an easy payoff (laughs) what's the last game that you played that was just super hard that you enjoyed like like harder than this one was i guess oh man uh final fantasy 7 probably Uh, okay yeah that's a good one yeah yeah, it's pre- it was pretty hard at points, and there was a lot of redos I had to do. And yeah, like that, but, but 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 think about this, like that. Just going back to our previous point, that that uh, like at least when I played Final Fantasy, it was gated by level and and um, yeah. So like when I played the my first uh, intro into Final Fantasy, which was like probably heresy from your your standpoint because you played all you know seven and eight, which are like obviously incredible. I played yeah. my first one was ten, and when I played ten. I did this thing where I played it like I would play it and it was like kind of difficult, but I was pretty much playing it. And then I would hit one boss that was so hard and it really was difficult, but I I either had to figure out like a crazy good strategy or I would just go back and just grind out levels. And once I got a couple more levels, it was easy. So whereas, whereas like a system like this, it's, it's just gated more like just by combat skill and, and uh, items, but pretty much you're going to have the items. You don't have to just sit there and just grind out. I kind of like, I kind of like this system better to know, could have been a little harder maybe but um at the same time like it's not gated by you just just going out and slashing like enemies for an hour and then you could beat the boss like final fantasy was yeah and i think you know especially the new age final fantasies like final fantasy 7 uh for the playstation 4 um you know have taken that toll or that kind of uh thing because it's not just hack and slash and grind it out to level up anymore like it used to be you know you it's a more of a your leveling is just more of a progression of how the heart hard the game is so i i i i 100 percent agree with that because grinding yeah. it out to level up is so annoying <laughs> yeah and, and i mean uh, it's not that i haven't enjoyed that or people don't enjoy that just like the grind process of and, and that being time consuming but um there wasn't level difficulties in these games back then it was kind of just like no. a standard like difficulty level versus yeah. like Obviously, you know, the new Final Fantasy or whatever, you choose a level. You choose, like, you want it just to be, like, kind of, like, just you just want to listen to the story or do you want it to be legit hard where you yeah. are, where you do have to grind, you know? Yeah, it was kind of just an all uh, one uh, progressive game um, yeah, with this. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, as far as kind of uh, the sound goes, I think the only annoying point for me was the low <laughs> life, which I had a low, low life a lot. <laughs> yeah it would be like doo, 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 doo. super annoying yeah yeah over and over again and yeah and it was at three hearts i'm like could you just do that at like 
one and a half hearts turn that on you know and let me know i'm almost but it was at three hearts you would start the dinging process and it was super annoying (laughs) but i do have to say is um i think the reason that it's kind of good that they put that in there in in a weird way is whenever you got to like like let's say when you had three hearts it'd be like one heart and when you got more it'd be three hearts when you got yeah. to that spot and I felt that like coming on like when I was low health, it was legit like made me start playing worse though. I was like, oh God, I got low low health. <laughs> and I think that's what they wanted they wanted to happen is like it to kind of like terrify you a little bit. And it did. Yeah. It worked for me. I, I understand why they did it, but it was annoying, by the way. Yeah, it would just especially like if you were in a dungeon without, you know, you're just trying to grind out through a dungeon and be really careful uh because you couldn't find any health at the time you know oh yeah <laughs> and you just had to go through like 70 percent of a dungeon with three hearts you know <laughs> that was just got super annoying after a while very true but uh but um if they could have done something to make that sound not not as bad <laughs> but as far as all the other sounds i you know the when you pick something up the da 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 you know kind of sounds that are iconic to this day um really cool i really enjoyed the soundtrack to the game overall yeah um obviously like whenever you're in the like the the one that you i always think about is when you're in the fairies fountain it's like do 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 yeah oh i love that yeah it's like so it's like really soothing and then when when you're in the um you know just out in the land and you have like the main theme and it was all good and it to me it was all good except i completely agree that the low health like it it would get a little triggering triggering from time to time for sure yeah <laughs> for sure it was it wasn't um, the best no no um going to the graphics in the animation i loved it you know i thought the world was really well drawn uh really uh not over the top it was staying in his lane with the graphics that it had at the time and uh just uh you know the kind of between cut scenes and after you beat a boss and uh, things were really cool and it just kind of it it had that nintendo-ish feel with just super smooth all the way around you know yeah i really i really enjoyed it um every area and every dungeon felt different but they textured like the because obviously all, all this is is just textures and trying to add like enough to make it feel real and feel like a like a legit dungeon or circumstance and it did i really enjoyed it yeah 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 it was good except except uh, whenever link was on the side like the way that his like kind of like feet kind of flippered back it, it kind of makes him look <laughs> like he has like scuba scuba shoes on or something yeah or like he was kind of wearing a dress a little bit but i don't know what they could have done better with that you know to like yeah I don't, I don't i don't hate it by the way i'm just it's just funny because yeah. he kind of looked like he was he was like a like, i mean he is like an elf but he was like a little waddling goblin and I don't know. It was it wasn't perfect, but it was definitely not bad. Yeah, I really liked how all the items looked. Um, I I like the animation on the shields, and um, you know, just the the bow and arrow and the the boomerang, simple but just really nicely animated. Yeah, for sure, enjoyed it all. Yep, and then uh, you the I think one of the breaking points of the game was when you got the flute in the light world. And you could just finally travel around the world without having to run everywhere. Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah, that just made <laughs> the game so much better. And obviously, you know, you would fly. You There were points, uh, like, to get to the Misery Mire, which was, like, the uh, the um, swamp one uh, dungeon in the Dark World. You would have to go to the Light World, summon the flute, fly to the desert in the 
in the dark world or in the light world and then hit the the portal to go to the dark world from there so you had to use points in the light world to get to places in the dark world um so i thought that kind of uh that kind of strategy and that they laid out the game for the game that was all inclusive. It just wasn't like you're moving on to the dark world and you're there for the rest of the game. You know, it was uh it was a cool fluctuation. Yeah. I mean, dude, the ability to be like, Oh, how do you get there? And then you realize, Oh, if I like, I, I teleport to the dark world using, I mean, once you had the yeah. mirror too, um, then, and then like when you teleport, you're actually on top of like a platform you couldn't get to before. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Super so. well done. Done very well. Uh, uh, very good overall game here, especially especially for that time that time frame. And just as a note, uh, Koji Kondo did the uh, score for this game, and he literally has done every other video game. He worked on Smash Ultimate, so oh, really? uh, he's awesome. he's been with Nintendo for a long time. Did all the Mario games, Star Fox um just uh, you know everything in between with mario and um zelda so he's been around for a long time uh but anyway so let's see uh is there anything we missed as far as like a roundup on this game no i don't don't think so let me just go down our list here um got the sound i mean world size that yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think there's there's not much to say about this game is it, this 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 was like a perfect game for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, for sure. And uh just some uh, kind of fun facts before we move on to rate the game. Um this was the first sword that the Master Sword or the first game that the Master Sword appeared in. Um the Link to the Past was actually not the original name of this game. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It was named it was named differently in Japan. It was called Legend of Zelda: The Triforce of the Gods, but mm-hmm. was changed for the United States version uh, to Link to the Past because censorship guidelines discourage religious content. Oh, that's so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so it was originally Triforce of the Gods, which is uh, makes a lot of sense because the whole game was driven on the Triforce, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see, I got some other kind of facts here so I wonder if, by the way i wonder if that's changed now because obviously there's you know the the god of war games that are centered around of like mythology and and gods and and religious you know overtones or whatever else like yeah that. and that like it doesn't seem like they have a problem with any of that or devil may cry is literally like he's in hell and stuff like that so um i wonder if it's some yeah. censorship changed but obviously this was in the 90s when christianity was more prevalent so yeah yeah, and especially like like putting that out to kids and things like that. Yeah, um, true. I don't know. Uh so this was the first game where a li- member of Link's uh family was shown and there are two other games that did this. Do you know what they are? Link's family in was the series. shown? Yeah, a member of Link's family which was his uncle in the very beginning. Um... There were two other games in the series. A little trivia for you. Uh, I think Wind Waker was one of them. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Yeah, because he was, remember, like, in the first of the game, he was in his village, and he had just, like, celebrated his birthday or something like that. Yep. And then, yep. uh, what was the other one? It would be Zelda the Minish Cap. I've never oh, played that one. I never played that one. Game either. Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah, but by the way, I'm not, like, I'm just, I, when I say I've played all the games, I don't I don't count um all of the Game Boy uh, Game Boys. Advance. Yeah, I'm just talking about, like, mainland which is like Super Nintendo, N64, GameCube, and Wii, and Switch. 
So I didn't. I did not play cool. all of those. Even though they got by the by the way, those games got like rave reviews, and um, I we definitely should at some point play those. But I haven't. Yeah, they actually remade on Switch. Uh, which one was it? Uh, it was a Game Boy one. It was the Game Boy one. Uh, yeah, and again, that I think that got like ten out of ten. Let's switch. Yeah. The two swords. Link's uh, Awakening, yeah, maybe. Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, that was a Game Boy game originally. Yeah, and and that one got like dumb good reviews. Like, yeah, four point seven out of five, five out of five, four point eight. Um, yeah, and I, I want to get that eventually and play it because it um it has a really a similar format to this game. Um, so because mm-hmm. I did I did play parts of Link's Awakening because I had the original Game Boy and that was one of the games I had on it. But obviously. As a little kid, I never beat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are a little bit complex for for youngins for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this game looks really good. Yeah, surprised I never. I, I maybe good. I just like missed it. I was too busy at that time when this came out because this this is a uh, it's got rave reviews. It's still sixty dollars though. Whew. So okay, so let's rate this game with. I think the only thing to do is uh, swords, maybe or shields. I don't know or triforces. Triforces. All right. Yeah, that is the center point of the game. So uh, <laughs> that would only make sense. I am going to give this a nine out of ten. Yes. Um. Me. And I'm just I'm I'm just gonna follow it because we're gonna have the same one. Nine out of ten. This was my rating that I had on it. It wasn't. I don't think it was perfect, but um, man, it just had everything. Especially like just at the time it was. It had like legit. It had story. Even like in the beginning of the game, it had weather effects. It had the like all the the bosses were good. The the, the progression of the game felt good. The items were nice. The world was big, like it wasn't small and it was open. Um, I, I don't know. It's nine out of ten for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, uh, this is a game to close the book on, but I'm really glad that I got to at least play this once in life and beat it because it was really fun and um, a really engaging game overall. So good times. Yep, absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, uh, we've been doing a lot of Nintendo r- recently, so let's kind of talk about what we want to do next week. I think uh, I think we should get away from Nintendo for a few weeks here. Yeah, I think so too. I think we should um do something uh Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So, um you want to do do you want to do um Sonic Adventure? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, if 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 you and and uh Aaron both have a little bit of time to dedicate, I think that it would be a it would be a cool um thing to do that um is yeah sonic adventure would be nice uh the other ones that we could do would be let me look here let's turn to the gauntlet aka the internet um i know that at some point uh, aaron's gonna want to do resident evil i know that was a big one. Oh yeah so there's also skies of arcadia that i've never played and would be kind of fun that's an rpg uh okay we could do that some... sounds like a longer game, though. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, either that or uh, Virtua Tennis. Tennis games. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, let's do that. Virtua Tennis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's no. either Sonic or Virtua. If, if we do a sports game, it should be a, some sort of tennis game. All right, let's do that. We haven't played a tennis game on the podcast, so that sounds good to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. That one's um we could probably play hopefully maybe just play that alone or play it together. But either way, um 
is one of the more topply rated um, Dreamcast games. So let's see if it holds up. Cool. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, kind of the next point I wanted to talk about was uh, last week Iron Man v- for VR came out, um, and it this game has really surprised me. I've got to say it's uh, it's definitely I wasn't gonna get it at first, and then I kind of read a couple reviews on it, and it really has lived up to everything that I read, and it's been really fun. So. I just wanted to mention that and talk about that for a little bit. It's one of those games where you think you would uh, get sick um, playing a game like this, but you kind of steer the game with your head, actually. So it it really ha- cuts down on the motion sickness, which which has been really fun, and it's just overall made really well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so wait, wait. So, so you control the head, meaning like wherever you... So I'm guessing you're flying, and you, if you go down or up, that's where your body goes? Yeah, exactly. So you kind of like, oh, nice. you kind of steer with your head and that really cuts out a lot of the motion sickness because, you know, if you, if the game's moving and your eyes are not, that's where you're, where you hit the mo- motion sickness, you know, but if you're steering with your head and things like that and moving around, it really, uh, really helps cut that down and it's, it Man. makes it a lot yeah. fun too. It's basically the, I said, I did a little game review on our YouTube, but it's basically the, uh, you know, as close as you can get of an experience of wearing an iron man suit and it's done really well <laughs> nice yeah that, that's really cool so man that, that makes a lot of sense because whenever like for instance i played vr and i was like moving my body right yeah. but i was trying to turn my head left that's when your brain goes hey this doesn't feel good like something's off mm-hmm. you know like your brain knows that it, it's not supposed to react that way um because i don't know if it's just because you don't have the sensation of actually like moving your body um but with that like if it's just your head moving and that's where you're going to move um i'd imagine that feels really good yeah and not sickening at all yeah no i i played it you know for over an hour straight and um there's these little court like um through the game to kind of get you used to the suit and things like that there's courses that you do in this uh in the area in this area um in the water outside of tony stark's uh, mansion off the coast and uh it's really cool because you kind of get a good feel of the game and fly around and things like that and this story i'm still getting into the story but um it's pretty cool too so uh definitely uh really fun really fun and if you have a playstation vr it's uh it's a game changer it's probably the best game i've played on playstation vr so far really yeah just because it's a like no man's sky is really fun but it's not it wasn't originally designed for vr skyrim's fun but it wasn't originally designed for vr this game was solely made for vr you can't play it without a vr headset so um, oh very nice so um you know every move they made with making this game uh, on a big budget like marvel um was uh was made for that headset in those move controllers which is really cool so that's really nice yeah huh cool i like to play it sometime yeah definitely it uh it's um like i said it's cool because you you're like moving around and you use your hands to kind of hover and then you put them behind your back and that'll make get you going fast and with the triggers and then you can do like the iron man punches and um all and then you you know you tilt your wrist down you can shoot missiles the the suit itself is fully customizable so it through unlockables throughout the game so you can unlock things uh with this in-game currency um not microtransactions but you build up as you do challenges and things like that and then you can unlock different things so you can really customize your suit out which is cool nice yeah I, so it's basically 
Yeah, pay to, it's pay to play, meaning like you just I'm not not, not I'm sorry, it's not pay to pay, play. It's you 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 play to spend your actual in-game in-game credits. Yeah, it's like having rupees so you, in Zelda, you know. And then you, yeah, 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 you you don't have to buy anything or there's no like shortcut mm-hmm. or you don't need to upgrades that's cool no and then there's some cool skins for the suit too you're not you don't really look at the suit other than just being on your body there's no like hey there i am right there on the screen but um but yeah there's different things for the suit too and um this game was actually made in unity which is pretty cool like uh for such a really streamlined uh you know engine to develop on they made they've made a really it shows you can make a really good game on that engine yeah um I'm I'm just watching this little uh like gameplay of it right now and it looks it, it doesn't look like you know it's not as good as Unreal 5 obviously oh, no. but it looks really really clean. Yeah, no, it's clean. It's not you know it it it's not like oh I'm this is so realistic. I feel like I'm in a real virtual world. You're in a video game world, you know, but you feel like you're in the video game world in that Iron Man suit and the different feels to it and stuff. It's pretty cool when you uh like there's one the one the first big mission in the game uh your enemy blows up your ship or blows up your airplane and you have to jump out of the airplane and call the iron man suit from the airplane uh, so like you hold out your oh, arm cool. and the the uh the suit gauntlet comes, comes hit hits you you know like kind of like he does in the movies and stuff and it like really hits you it's really cool it's fun uh makes you that's awesome have that feeling so it's a good time if you have a playstation vr and are uh hesitant about getting it definitely pick it up because it's uh it's one of their, it's one of the, like I said, it's like the best game I've played on there so far. So. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this gameplay looks sick and it, it does not look sick even watching it mm-hmm. just because again, he's going, you're going towards where like he's tilting his head. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's fun. Can, can you, can you control how fast you're going? Yeah. Uh, you, so you use your, your boosters. Yeah. You use your hands in the boosters and then there's an ultra boost to you click the triggers uh, twice and it'll really boost you but you have to do it at the same time or else like part of your body will go and the rest of it won't you know so it's uh oh nice i think my biggest thing is like while i'm flying getting down the shooting so like you hold wherever you're holding the thruster you know it'll keep you going and then you can shoot as you're going but if you're if you're off balance it'll really mess up your flying and things like that so uh, there's a pretty good feeling and there's some there's definitely some learning curve to the suit it's not like you jump in and like hey i'm iron man now you got to actually learn how to use the suit um as you're well, playing yeah that's pre- that, that's good though because i can imagine just like any other thing like if you if iron man was real oh yeah it would take a little bit to get like used to the suit you couldn't just hop yeah. in that thing and straight up be fighting thanos you know what i'm saying yeah exactly you know it, <laughs> you crash into mountains and things like that which is cool which is fun it's like like I, like you said like you don't want to be like ultra good at using the suit straight out you know because it's not it's not it's not realistic it's not re- yeah it's not rewarding yeah rewarding or realistic in that sense so true uh a cool. lot of depth to this game more than i thought it would be in a um you know i've been playing it pretty regularly at night um after the kids go to bed and i've like it just gets too late to keep playing you know so it's been that fun so uh, wow it's cool very nice cool so uh yeah is there anything else you wanted to discuss there's not there was like a stadia connect thing yesterday but we'll wait for aaron to come back i don't want to talk about stadia today <laughs> yeah i this podcast not brought to you by stadia because our res- resident stadia user which we are not um is pulling should be pulling up or did pull up uh pretty you know, at this time of this recording of the podcast. So he, he's got to set up his house and then he'll be 
hopefully ready to go next week with you. Hopefully it'll be in studio. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that. But definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I've never, you know, maybe one day I'll play Stadia and then, you know, when he talks about it, I understand what he's saying. Even though, <laughs> uh, but as of right now, this podcast not sponsored by Stadia. Not today. No, no. Uh, but it, there was a Stadia Connect. So go watch that and then we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> cool. Or we yeah, I think we're coming right at an hour though. So we're good to go. Yeah. I think they, there was an announcement of a follow up series to the Clone Wars. Um, Oh yeah, on coming to Disney Plus about. in 2021. I I haven't seen all of the Clone Wars, but what I have seen of it, it's really good and uh, has a lot of Darth Maul story. So if you're looking for more Darth Maul, go check that out. Um, but it's a follow up series coming to that, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. And um, I really want to get into the Clone Wars series when my kids are a little older, especially my oldest son, when he can really understand it and enjoy and want to watch yeah. it. So watch that with him, and then check out this new series as well. Yeah, I've, I've watched quite a bit of it, um, but I don't, I haven't just completely, I haven't seen it like from front to back, but either way, animated series, and it's basically by the, um, as one of the producers for Mandalorian, yeah. has a bunch of the people that have made other Star Wars things that are legitimately good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it'll it's be, not it'll an it'll off team. It, it's the main, it's the A team in here making the TV stuff, so. It, and it, sure it's, it's called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is so funny because when I first read this, I just read Star Wars The Bad Beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, You're wow, like, this is really, really like, it, you know, for explicit for, for kids shows, but it's The Bad Batch. batch. So. That's right. All right. It's like Pumpkin Patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so. man. All right. Well, this, is, uh, this has been a fun episode. Check out, check out Virtua Tennis next week. That'll be an interesting one, man. If we have, if this game is actually pretty decent, we're gonna have three in a row. I don't even, or actually, we didn't have three in a row because we had the other Star Fox. But um, we we're, we're on a roll with some decent games we play. I've been really enjoying enjoying the ones. So yeah, yeah, it's been fun the last few weeks because we had a couple snoozers, uh, a snooze fest before that. So at least oh yeah, for been. sure. But uh, well, I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't too bad, but before that, <laughs> very true. Um, very true. Yeah, so cool. Uh, uh, let's see. There's one more thing in my head. I don't know. Anyway, all right. I don't. I don't go there. It's a dark place. Yeah, man. dude. Like it's a. It's a pit of of just lost, mindless nothing. <laughs> oh, sounds good. All right, dude. Well, uh, Aaron will be back with us next week, like we said. Oh, that was what me and Aaron are gonna have our blitz showdown. I'm gonna make him at some point this week and yeah i'm probably gonna do stream it and or just record it so we can put it on because we we have to see oh yeah it's his just despair when you destroy him at blitz and then he's sad because you should bet something on it too like if if you beat him at blitz he has to play blitz every like and record like at least one episode for the next two weeks or something yeah definitely we're gonna uh, I'm gonna. We're definitely putting it out on media, so it'll be it'll be on the YouTube, or if we can hook it up with Twitch, um, which I could actually do both. So we're gonna do a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up so everybody can see the matchup between us. <laughs> he's oh, gonna hate wonderful. me so bad. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he, he's got he's got to do it, man. He's just got to. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, so check all that out. Go to our YouTube, see those Pokemon. If that interested interests you, see the Pokemon videos. And that's all I got for today. Sounds good, boss. All right, man. See you later. Signing out. Bye.
If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at kitgpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at kitgpodcast on Twitter.